0: You are Locked On Packers, your daily podcast on the Green Bay Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: And you are Locked On Packers. Hello, this is Bill Huber, the publisher of PackerReport.com, part of the Scout.com and CBS Sports.com networks. And today is the grand finale, I mean not grand, of our position by position review of the season that was, and we will conclude it. With the safeties, and we're also going to talk about a story with my good friend over at ESPN.com, Rob Domofsky. his story from yesterday about the possibility of Adrian Peterson joining the Packers. But first, I would like to remind you to check out the rest of the great Locked On Podcast Network, which includes Locked On NFL Draft, Locked NFL, and Locked On Fantasy. And if you haven't done so, you can you really should subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and the Android app. I'm here every Monday through Friday talking Packers with you. And of course, please head on over to my website, PackerReport.com. Today is the big debut of my annual Scouting Combine Research Series. I got stats for their first. It's the quarterbacks, they say. So there's 15 quarterbacks. I broke that into two stories. It's um, so not just stats and an accolades. But a lot of really interesting off-the-field angles. So it's not just getting to know the players. You know, are they good? Are they bad? Are they great? It's just flat out getting to know the players. It's a lot of really interesting stuff, and I encourage you to go check that out today over at Packer Report. All right, safeties. One of the real strong suits of this Packers defense is this group. Um, not just with the current starters, but the potential of the young backups. And we lead it off with the veteran of the group, Morgan Burnett. Another strong year by Burnett. Burnett did more than he's ever done. You know, for for most of his career, Burnett's been a safety. And mostly an in-the-box safety, but he's flat up in a safety. He hasn't really he hasn't really had to uh diversify his game too much. Well he certainly did this year. Played a lot of inside linebacker um, in, in their dime package. Um actually sometimes just played inside linebacker in their nickel package as well in a, in a couple games. As a way to get more speed and coverage ability on the field, he did he did well at that. Um up playing s slot cornerback for a game. He's just he he did more than he's ever done. And in he in the stats were were terrific. Ninety-two tackles led the team despite missing about one and a half games. Those tackles per snap of 10.27. Done a bit from 9.45 from last year. He had one interception the last three years. Did you know that? From 13, 14, and 15, he had one interception. He had two this year. And he had 13 additional pass breakups. And that's more than he had the last two years combined. So a strong year. In that regard, according to Pro Football Focus... He did allow a 68.6% completion rate, which is the worst among the safeties. But, you know, he's he also had, he also had a tougher duty than he's had in the past, too. So I, I don't put a whole lot into his quote-unquote coverage difficulties because he, never, he hasn't been asked to play his coverage as much as he did this year in his various roles. Burnett's going to be entering his last year under contract. That's a... Uh, interesting to see how they handle him. 2017, it's the same, and it's the same with Clinton Dix as well. When you look at the young guys they have behind him, it'll be interesting to see, you know, projecting ahead to a year. What does Green Bay do with Morgan Burnett? This was his seventh year, so not that he's getting old, but, you know, he's, he's a veteran guy for sure. But I guess we're getting ahead of ourselves. That's maybe a conversation for next year, but a strong year by Burnett by doing more than he's ever done. Clinton Dix, by far his best year as well, his third season. Five interceptions. He had only picked off three in his first two seasons combined. And a lot of that is, is just his increasing intelligence level. You know, he's, it's, it's the bend there, done that sort of thing. He's got a really terrific chemistry with Burnett. And that allows him to just simply play faster. You know, he's got a complete grasp of the defense. He's gotten smarter with the opponent's stuff, and he's it, putting him he's giving him that extra half step, which, you know, that as a safety, a half step often means the difference between giving up a play or or making a play. So a strong year from, from Clinton Dix in that regard. Wasn't always right. Um, but I think the Packers to some extent will take that. Because you want your guys to be playmakers and you want their and you want your guys to trust what they see, and no is going to be perfect. So, according to Pro Football Focus, uh, Clinton Dix allowed a completion rate of 67.9%. Um, he allowed a reception for every 31.6 coverage snaps, compared to 15.6 for Burnett. So, basically, um, Clinton Dix um, was twice as good as Burnett in that category. Um. Again, judging coverage is difficult, really difficult at safety, um, because you don't know you don't know the plays, um, and it's wrapped up here. I believe Bob McGinn from the Journal Sentinel had Clinton Dix giving up five touchdown passes. Pro Football Focus had him with one. So I'm not, I'm not sure what the truth is. I, I make no, I uh, I try to make a point to make it perfectly clear that I am not going to guess coverage responsibilities. Um, when I'm watching the game, I, I simply don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know the play. I don't know how it's supposed to be executed. I don't know if, either, if anything was checked at the line of scrimmage. I'm not privy to any of that stuff. So, but nonetheless, Burnett or Clinton Dix with the five interception, and it's not just that too. A, he played every snap. Pretty impressive. And B, according to Pro Football Focus. According to pro football focus he missed two tackles all season long. Also, forced the only fumble among a safety. So, a very good all year, all, jeez Louise, a very good all around year for Clinton Dix. And his Pro Bowl and All Pro honors were very well deserved. The Packers drafted seven players last year. I would say defensive tackle Kenny Clark was the best of the bunch. Number two, I'd say, was Kentrell Bryce. An undrafted safety. Bryce really showed a lot of potential. The guy hits. The guy will knock your block off. And he does it without the without leaning with the crown of his head or lunging off his feet. The guy is just a powerhouse. Think back to that play at Atlanta. Where um, they threw the ball in the flat to the running back. And running backs got 10, 15 yards of head of steam built up. And there's Bryce waiting for him at the one-yard line, all hunkered down at the one, and just stopped him in his tracks. I Meaning that may have been the most amazing tackle I've ever seen. Um, and I don't mean that with any hyperbole. I mean, I've seen all the big hits, the de-cleaters, and, and Bryce had one of those himself, too. We'll talk about that in a second, or remind you of that in a second. Although you probably don't need any reminding. Um, that's one of the most remarkable tackles I've ever seen. Bryce is like 205 pounds. He's not like some you know he's not like 230 pounds of King Chancellor or heck you you know even when Sean Richardson was here, he was like 225. He's not that. He's 205 pounds and he stopped the guy with a full head of steam buildup just stopped him cold. Remarkable and of course the other tackle I'm talking about was in the playoff game against Dallas. Cole Beasley catches the ball over the middle, and Bryce just levels him. I mean, it, it, the, by the end of that tackle, um, Beasley's feet are parallel with his head. <laughs> it was unbelievable. Again, a legal tackle, but man, what a hit! And there's something, y'all, you know, in this NFL where they've kind of um, made that stuff illegal. And, and probably, and in, in, in for right reasons. As much as it pains me to see some of these illegal hit penalties in, in the games, oh, you, I just kind of cringe. Oh my gosh, that's an illegal hit. Well, I guess I understand it. I mean, it is. You know, there's no need to get guys hurt. Um, not an issue with Bryce though. Bryce just hits you as legal as can be. So, a lot of upside here. He had 15 tackles. Uh, that would be 17.2 snaps per tackle, mostly just played in the dime package in any any pass coverage role where Burnett would come in and move up to the line of scrimmage as a any linebacker-ish kind of role. Bryce would come in and play safety. Um, allowed four out of seven passing, according to Pro Football Focus. Um, led the team in special team snaps and among the leaders with eight tackles. So we you know Burnett and Clinton Dix. Are entering their last year in their contract, and I would think there's no way they let Clinton Dix out of here. But you wonder if Bryce replaces Burnett. Again, we're getting way ahead of ourselves. But you wonder if Burnett, or you wonder if Bryce is viewed as, hey, maybe, maybe we've got a future stud on our hands, and we save ourselves, you know, six million dollars, seven million dollars, eight million dollars per year of cap money. So it'll be interesting to see how the Packers. Consider that going forward. I, I guess a lot of that has to do with how Bryce plays in training camp and in the preseason and then going into the next year as well, if he takes that second year step. But, man, there's an awful lot to like there. And I would almost say the same with Marwin Evans. I mean, he didn't play much. He didn't have to play much, obviously, when you got Clinton, Dixon, Burnett, and Burnett, and Bryce. You don't need a whole lot of Marwin Evans, but Evans had a really good preseason. Solidly built, athletic as all heck. Again, didn't have to play until he was forced to the NFC Championship game because of injuries, but um, he was sixth in the team in special team snaps, but tied for second with nine tackles. That was one more tackle than than Bryce had. So a, a lot to like with Evans. It'll be interesting to see if he takes a step forward here year one to year two.
0: list
1: all right let's move on to the adrian peterson story by, by my good friend rob damasio over at espn you know the history here and and rob helpfully, rob's got a great lead to the story by the way which I, I will not tell you the lead you can read that yourself but it really has been a one way highway i mean i get to i when i go to minnesota i take highway 29 i almost live on highway 29 i take highway 29 west so the guy's taking highway 29 west Include Darren Sharper, Ryan Longwell, Robert Ferguson, Greg Jennings, Desmond Bishop, oh yeah, and that Brett Favre guy. Who all went from Minnesota to Green Bay? All uh, Detroit Troy Guyon. All right, that's the end of that story. All right. Adrian Peterson probably will get cut by the Vikings. He's got a $6 million roster bonus due on March 11th. And... He has an 11.75 million dollar base salary. you throw throwing a workout bonus. That's an 18 million dollar cap hit for Peterson. Um, Peterson was hurt obviously last year. Um, his average per carry in the James Starks category. So he was when he was off when he was healthy. He was terrible. He, I go back to the game um, there, week two. The Vikings won the game, but Peterson didn't do anything. Packers had him stop cold. Uh, which is pretty remarkable considering Peterson's history against these guys. But, um, and then, of course, he got hurt in that Week 2 game and missed most of the rest of the season. Ends up playing just three games. He came back late. Uh, the Vikings threw up all over themselves while still in the playoff hut. Then Peterson says, screw you, I'm not playing. I actually didn't say that. But he might have. Um, And that was that. Um, Man, what a lousy year, though, for Peterson. 37 carries, 72 yards, 1.9 yards per carry. 1.9, and it was 37 in rushes. His long was 13. Um, So you look at this. Peterson in 2015, well, let's go, Peterson in 2014... Played one game, got hurt. Comes back in 2015. Leads the NFL in rushes, rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, rushing yards per game with a uh, 1,485 yards. Then comes back in 2016, gets hurt again and was ineffective when he did play. So what do you make out of... First of all, what do you make out of Peterson? Is Adrian Peterson's career done? I mean, the guy is... A marvel. But nobody, nobody, I mean, like I've said a thousand times and it's kind of a cliche in the sports world, but Father Time is undefeated. He wins every single time. Is Father Time beating Adrian Peterson? I mean, this was his 10th year in the league. Um, He's rushed the ball. Even with a couple of injury play seasons, he's had, you know, 2,400 carries. And 330 some odd receptions. So it's, he's basically got almost 20, well, he's got more than 2,700 touches. And that is a lot of time. I realize he dished out a lot of punishment. And it's career, but he's, he's a, taking his fair share of abuse, too. And I shouldn't say abuse with Adrian Peterson because you're all thinking of something else. Um, anyways, so what does Adrian Peterson have left in him? Interesting thought. Now, let's let's just say the Vikings cut him, and and they are going to. Adrian Peterson's not going to want to play for some schlep, right? I mean, he's he's going to the Hall of Fame. It's time to go in a Super Bowl. So I would think he's going to want to play where he's got a chance to win football games. Green Bay would make a lot of sense. And, you know, I know Rob. I have not talked to him about this but Rob isn't one to just go write stuff for the sake of writing something. Um, I don't think he was sitting around his house thinking, hmm, wow, Adrian Peterson, he's going to get cut. I should write a story, but that, that's not Rob's style. I, part of me wonders if, some, if, if a little birdie sang to Rob, but I, I have no idea. I haven't talked to him. Um, from Green Bay, so I would, think, I would think Peterson would be open to playing here, right? I mean, A, it's a way to Stick it to your former team if if you'd like to. And, you know, obviously the Packers are going to be in the Super Bowl hunt next year. So, why not? Why not Green Bay for Adrian Peterson? All right. From Green Bay's perspective, you're $43 million under the cap, which seems like a lot, but, you know, you're like 12th or 13th in the league in in, in available cap space. And actually, overthecap.com, which is a great resource for this kind of stuff, um, has the Packers at just about forty one million under the cap. And that leaves them twelfth in available cap space. So in theory the Packers have room for this. But should they make the move? Well, Ty, you've you've got Ty Montgomery, and you've got time Montgomery, and you've got nobody else. Kristen Michaels a free agent, Lacy Lacey's a free agent. Um your other guys are you know, Don Jackson and John Crockett guys who haven't necessarily done anything in your career to prove that they can be a guy, a valuable guy. So, if you're Green Bay, do you bring back Eddie Lacy, who you know can play? Yeah, his weight came back last year, but when he played, he played. He was really good, and if you get him for a one-year contract, he's going to be some sort of hungry. Or, do you think a swing at the swing of the bat with Adrian Peterson? As you know, if if it's Montgomery and Lacey, maybe it's a one in one A kind of thing. And if you assign Peterson, maybe Peterson is one to Montgomery's 2. or well, whatever. Gives you a good. It's a, that's a hell of a good tandem. However, assuming, 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 assuming Adrian Peterson is not done, and the Packers have to figure that out. They saw him. They saw him obviously in Week Two, live and in person. And they probably saw him a bit um, before, their, that, before they played round two of their series last year because he played the week before. So they would have had to study that because Peterson um, was not ruled out of that game until the end of the week. So the, clearly the Packers have seen, seen the tape and have some sort of vibe there. But again, is Adrian Peterson done? Or is it just a very small sample size of 37 carries? And he had a god-awful offensive line because they were just hammered by injuries. And they had Sam Bradford, a quarterback, and God bless Sam Bradford, who led the NFL in completion percentage, but no one gives a crap about Sam Bradford. When Adrian Adrian Peterson's the running back and they stacked, you know, hell, Green Bay stacked the box against him. So, Peterson's stats stink because... A didn't get the ball a whole lot of times, based on you know him being hurt, and B it was his usual running into stacked boxes, which is nothing new for him. But interesting dilemma. I would it'll be interesting here. How much money would it take for one? You know, and is it you know Julius Peppers, for instance, got three years and twenty six million. Is Adrian Peterson worth that much? Where you're talking, you know, if it's 26 million, you're talking cap hits of, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten million eight, nine, $10 million in those ranges for each of those years. Do you want to eat up that much of your cap? You know, maybe that's three times what Eddie Lacy is going to cost you. Do you want to eat up that much of your cap when you've got to fix your defense? I because the Packers are going to, man. I, I, I hate to even say this, but I was told that, that there's a fair chance the Eagles are going to get rid of Connor Barwin, and there's a fair chance the Packers might be interested in that. And he would come in and be an immediate impact player as a three-four outside linebacker. Um, you know, you've got Nick Perry coming into free agency. You have got to resign Jared Cook. Did you, you resign T.J. Lang? Forty million dollars is a lot of money, but it's not a lot of money when. I mean, what's Nick Perry gonna cost? Six, seven, eight million a year? We'll take the minute, we'll just think, you know, we'll say it's a cap of six million for this year. Um maybe you can resign TJ Lang. That's five million dollars of cap. That's eleven million dollars I've just spent. You can resign Jared Cook. Maybe that's another four million dollars of cap. You know, I've read someplace that his projected worth is three and a half million dollars a year. Ha! <laughs> I don't see that happen. It's gonna be a lot more than that. Um you gotta reset you got so that's Cook. Lang, Perry, Hyde. I mean, those four guys. If you keep those four guys, you're talking. You spent eighteen, twenty million dollars of your cap. Now you've got a rookie draft class to sign, and you, then again, you've got to stay under the cap. I Man, this is what Ted Thompson has done so well. It drives everyone crazy. Which, for reasons I never, never understood, he never. He doesn't not spend the cap. He eventually spends it all. He I mean, he, he rolled over seven million dollars of it this year. So that's seven million dollars of extra cap space the Packers have this year. He's staying ahead of the curve here, which is why they're forty million under the cap for this year. Is because he's rolled it over. He's got a he's got a bumper crop of key guys to sign this year. And you've got Ha Clinton Dix headlining that that group next year. So yeah, it's a lot of money, but yeah, it's not a lot of money and. If you got again if it's Cook, Perry, Hyde, Lang. If you keep all those guys, can you now afford a you know a 7-8 million dollar a year contract of Adrian Peterson? Remember, the Packers have the fewest players under contract in the entire NFL. So they've got a lot of work to do building this roster. So can you swallow Adrian Peterson's cap number or do you if you're and this is so an unlike Ted, but do you say screw it? Yeah, Peterson turns 32 in a month, but do so you say screw it, let's try to win a Super Bowl. I mean, let's we're put a little extra into this year and try to win one now. So I can see both ends of the conversation here. But I think ultimately it comes down to what does Adrian Peterson have left after a really I mean god hell, his 1.9 yards per carry made James Stark seems like uh, vintage Adrian Peterson. So That'll be an interesting conversation if once, uh, once the Vikings cut Peterson and this Green Bay make a run at arguably, well, not arguably, hell, he's the best running back of this generation. And that will do it for this episode of Locked On Packers. Thank you as always for listening. I sincerely appreciate that. I really, really do. And I look forward to talking to you tomorrow.
0: The list.